Welcome to Voices of the Walk, Pass for All's everyday walking podcast. Our mission is to get Scotland walking, everyone, everywhere and every day. In this podcast series, we'll be hearing from a variety of Scotland's walking champions who are helping make our vision a reality. In this episode, we're joined by Emma and James from our Smarter Choices, Smarter Places team here at Paths for All. We'll be exploring what active and sustainable travel is and how our Open Fund supports local active travel projects to help people live happier, healthier and greener lives. Let's hand over to the team to find out a little bit more about who the team are and what they do. Hello, I'm Emma. I'm a relatively new addition to the Smarter Choices, Smarter Places team here at Paths for All. I'm the Senior Development Officer for the Open Fund. So in terms of active travel, I'm a keen walker myself, love getting up into the the hills at the weekend with the family. I also love it as a way of getting from A to B. I think it's a, a great way of getting about. In terms of cycling, I think it would be kindest to describe myself as an aspiring cyclist. Um, here at the programme, um, mostly assessing applications, reviewing reports and alongside that we are supported by Transport Scotland. So part of the role is working with them just to make sure that they have what they need from the programme as well. Hi, I'm James. I'm a development officer for the Smarter Choice, Smarter Places uh, Fund. I work alongside Emma, of course. Um, assessing applications, reviewing reports uh, and also working with the network as well. Um, I'm a keen cyclist and walker. Um, I cycled to the station and I got the train um, the train in. Welcome to you both. Thanks for joining us today. For those who might not be aware of the Smarter Choices, Smarter Places programme, can you tell us a little bit more about what the programme involves? Um, So here at the Smarter Choices, Smarter Places team, um, James and I look after the Open Fund. Um, We also work closely with Graham, who oversees all the different SESP elements. So the pot itself for the Open Fund is £5 this year. Um, So that's quite a big pot of money. And James and I are essentially working to make sure that this public money goes to the right projects. In terms of what the right projects are, we're looking for projects that can offer communities here in Scotland the support, the guidance and the encouragement that we all need to make that change and get us all out of our cars. So James and I are assessing the applications, reviewing the reports to make sure we're investing in the right projects that give us that behaviour change. But beyond that, we're also pulling together the evidence and learning working to share this with our networks um, across the country and all interested communities and we're working to build relationships with and also between our projects because we all know behaviour change is really really difficult um, and it's not going to happen unless we take that collective approach across the board. One of the central aspects your team focuses on is active and sustainable travel. That's not a new thing, of course, but in line with Scotland's commitment to net zero emissions by 2045, it has gained considerable traction. For those who don't know what active and sustainable travel involves, can you tell us a little bit more? It's a question that seems quite simple, but actually there's quite a lot of hidden complexities there. Um, Sustainable transport network is one that has the capacity to support and the mobility of the needs of the society that's at least damaging to the environment. Um, but it's not even just an environmental uh, thing as well. It should have a positive contribution 
um, to the social and economic sustainability of communities um, that they serve. So cars, for example, we know that they produce pollutant gases, take up unequal amount of space and reduce physical activity. Um, so an alternative to this could be shared transport, um, such as trains or buses. On top of that as well, we've got um, active travel, um, and that's to do with being propelled by your own movement. Um, so this would be walking, wheeling or cycling. Um, I think most, if not all of us today, have an idea why active and sustainable travel is important. Um, there's a few different angles you can come from when you're talking about it, but essentially um, we're facing some real challenges in society at the moment um, in terms of our individual health and well-being, in terms of community health and in terms of the wider environment. So essentially what we're looking at is making our communities happier, healthier and greener with what is a really simple solution. Um, now, I say simple, I add quickly that that doesn't mean easy. Um, I think that's quite an important distinction to make. So we have the evidence out there to show us that um, walking, cycling, using public transport is a great way of improving our health, the health of our communities. We're looking at improved levels of our own fitness. We're looking at better mental health, better social health. And I think one of the big picture things we're looking at is transport is one of is the biggest emitter in Scotland. Um, so whatever we can do as a society to move away from those high emitting modes of transport, um, use public transport, use shared transport, um, use active travel, getting out and walking, you're already looking at a huge contribution to your net zero targets. You're looking at less congestion, you're looking at less air pollution. Um, and I think as well it's quite important to highlight that it is a more inclusive way um, for us all to, to get about our cities and villages and where we live. Now, one aspect of your work you wanted to share today is the Open Fund, which has recently celebrated an exciting uplift in funding for the next year. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Um, so the main aim of the fund is to change people's everyday behaviour. Um, and we do this through a grant programme um, supported by Transport Scotland uh, and it's open to public, third sector and community groups. Um, the fund this year has had an uplift, so we're very thankful to have £5 million, um, up from two and a half, uh, and we provide grants anywhere from five to £50,000. Um, and that's for 50% of the, the project cost, so there, there would be a, a contribution from the, the organisation as well. Um, as we've already covered, we, we really focus on behaviour change projects, so we, we support things from car-free days to, to maps and route making, uh, car sharing or even feasibility studies. Um, all we ask is for, for the projects to hit one of our outcomes, um, so we have six outcomes that, that you choose prior to uh, making your application. Um, we don't fund capital, so it's not to do with buying bikes um, or building cycleways or bike shelters, for example. Um, it is that behaviour change um, element. Um, if you are interested in applying, you can put through an EY, which is just a short 200 words and uh, gives us a flavour of what the, the project is. Um, and then we can review that and, and either go forward with it or... or um, provide you extra resources or signpost you um, elsewhere uh, and that can be done on the on the um, Pass for All website. It's a really important tool for harnessing the benefits that can be offered um, by looking at 
supporting behaviour change. Um, James and I were chatting this through before and we know infrastructure is a big, big part of the picture, but it's not the whole story. Um, we need the infrastructure changes, but we also need individual communities to be supported to make the behaviour change. Yeah, so that's what we're looking to do. We're looking to join up communities across Scotland and um, help them drive that behaviour change. One of the great things about the Open Fund is that we do have a lot of partners that are, um, their organisations are purely focused on active travel or purely focused on physical health and we love working with those organisations but we actually work across a whole spectrum of organisations beyond that as well. We're looking at organisations who have any particular focus but who recognise that active travel and physical health is important for their own communities or their own workforce. So we also work with schools, we work with charities who have um, maybe a focus on a particular condition, um, really a whole range of different community and third sector organisations, which I think is a real strength of the Open Fund. You've already shared with us what the Open Fund is. Um, over the course of the next year, of course, funding will be awarded to successful active and sustainable travel projects. Um, it may be the first time for some, but can you share with us a little bit more about the support that applicants can enjoy as part of the application process? So I think here at the Open Fund, we've tried to create a really supportive application process that gives a really clear sense of what the fund is here for. It's focused squarely on behaviour change and active travel. So around this, we've tried to build a system that means applicants are really well supported throughout the whole process, um, from the point at which they make their first expression of interest right through until the conclusion of the project and beyond, um, if they're then looking at making additional applications. So as James mentioned, we've structured it around our six key outcomes, and these are all mapped against the key stages of behaviour change. Now, when you first dig into that, it can look a little bit complex on first glance, but essentially all it means is that we are ready to cover the whole gamut of behaviour change right from the point where you need to be gathering the evidence and you need to be gathering about the gathering the learning um, to find out what it is that you need to do um, right through to doing it. So it's that whole spectrum. Um, so beyond that, we've also tried to make sure that our own processes are as flexible and responsive as possible. Um, James and I uh, always try to be as available as we can. We're here for chats before your EOI. If you want to talk through your project, that's not a problem. Um, it's not like that's cheating before you submit your application. We like to, to work it through with the projects themselves. It gives us all the best possible outcome. Um, and beyond that, we also aim to ensure the impact of each project is maximised by creating opportunities for projects to get together with like-minded organisations to share their learning, um, to share their challenges and talk through those as well. Um, we do that through our Smarter Choices, Smarter Places network, but I think maybe James can add a few more things there because that sits on his desk. So another thing that we provide is the network. That's where we invite all the, the grant recipients to come along. We run events, so they're split into thematic and geographical. So for the thematic events, this year we've got one based around walking. So we'll get projects that have performed really well at walking or have, have had a walking project. 
uh, and they'll share what went on during the project, their, their learning, and it provides a good opportunity for, for the groups to come together and learn a bit and see if anything can be adopted into their programmes. Last year as well, we've done a shared mobility hub, um, so this brought together projects that were involved in, in, in this and, yeah, really good learning opportunity. So we also run geographic events, so this will take projects from a specific area for example such as the Fourth Valley they'll come together provide peer support and we'll discuss uh, successes challenges all in a discussion format. The Open Fund is now celebrating its fifth year and since 2018 has supported over 500 projects. We're interested in hearing more about the support that the Open Fund has offered these projects and the benefits to their local communities. Do you have examples that you can share with us to demonstrate the support that's been provided? So thinking about recent projects that we've been working with that have really stood out, um, the one that came to mind for me was Glenboy Development Trust Association. Um, so Glenboy is a, a small village in Coatbridge, near Coatbridge in North Lanarkshire. And over the past few years, they've been working really hard just to reduce the community's reliance on cars. And they've been doing this in some really, really interesting ways. So the way the Open Fund has supported them um, has been largely through staff costs. They have an active travel coordinator in post, um, and they are taking a real community-driven approach to making those changes. In terms of what they actually do within their project, it's a real spread of activities, a focus on walking and a focus on cycling. One of the interesting things is they do a, a walking bus. Um, so that's they do that to the local primary schools, and that's several points along the way. Um, if you don't know a walking bus, they have several the equivalent of bus stops, um, but kids who live in the local area will congregate each, each stop and they'll walk to school as a group. Um, so that's just a really nice way for the kids to start the day as well. So they do their walking bus, they do pram walks, lead walks. In terms of their cycling, they have um, Cycle Hire that's actually available 24 hours a day, which is a brilliant community resource. Um, they do bike ability, bike maintenance sessions. So um, a really broad range of activities across the board. And I think one of the reasons that stood out to me, um, well, there was a few reasons. The first one being it was a, re- it was a really evidence-driven approach. They relied on their active travel survey um, to look at the needs of the community and they found out that um, 15% of the kids making their way to school would walk to school more than once a week but actually 60% of them would be willing to walk Um, so immediately they knew they had um, a group of people there who were really receptive to change if they could um, create the right offer for them so I think that's a really good starting point for any project. In terms of how they carried on I think what really stood out as well was a participatory approach that they took that's a sort of co-design They worked with the young people in the schools and although they had ideas about what the key routes might be and how they might plan the walking bus, uh, what they actually found was that the pupils had some um, suggestions to make there that made them revisit because obviously, you know, it's the kids that hold the knowledge for that so they were just really responsive, really open to hearing that, which again is um, a great place to be in terms of moving your project forward successfully. Um, Another thing that really stood out was the inclusive nature of the project. 
Um, they didn't set out to have a hugely inclusive project. It just seemed to be part of their mindset. It just seemed to be a really natural progression that as part of their project's offering, they would have adapted cycles. It just seemed par for the course, um, which was a really great place to build from. So those are a few of the reasons uh, the project stood out for me, and they've been having great outcomes um, as a result of all those reasons. Already they have cut car journeys to local school by 91 car journeys a week, um, which I think is a really, really um, significant number. Um, and they just seem to be a really switched-on, innovative, energetic project. So it's, it's great to see what they'll be moving forward to as well. So one of the standout projects for me is uh, Perth Autism Support. Um, so they've received two years of funding from us, um, for two full projects um, and the funding was just short of £30,000 for, for each. Um, their main aim was to increase the knowledge and confidence um, for autistic teens to um, access public pathways uh, and transport. Um, so they've done this by developing independent uh, travel plans um, and it was for 40 uh, teens on the autism spectrum. Um, they worked with, they had group workshops to prepare for the practicalities of, of being out and about, so uh, reading timetables, uh, problem solving uh, and safety as well. Um, and they also developed a lot of resources uh, which were really useful in upskilling and training um, the group. That was the first year. For the second year, they, they really stepped up and increased the reach and delivery. Um, they were involved in pop-up independent travel um, events with travel operators such as Stagecoach and ScotRail. Um, they also had training sessions, so they brought along parents and carers, education staff and frontline workers um, just to, to train them about the needs, um, which can vary quite, quite vastly. Um, they were also involved in consultation and advertising so really being informed by the group and and further promoting um the the needs uh, and extra support that could be needed here we've been in discussion with them in regards to a potential walk and talk group so that's one that will be a group of 10 we'll get out for a walk socialize but also do some life events so maybe perhaps ordering at a cafe in terms of the results uh, the first year they aimed for 40, they, they exceeded that and they had 47. And for the, the year after that, they managed to, to engage with, with 93 in their, in their group. Thank you so much for joining us today. It's been great to hear more about the programme and what the available funding can do for local active travel projects. For those who are interested in learning more, what's the next step? As we're looking at the year ahead and we've had our funding double to 5 million, which is fantastic news. Um, I think there's also a real opportunity for communities and organisations out there to think about what active travel looks like for them, how can it be improved, what might you like to think about doing. So we're, we're keen to hear from you if you've got a, an idea or if you simply want to discuss and you can contact us through emailing us. Our email address is scsp at pathforall.org.uk.